All right. Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of the Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to be focusing in on our bodies as we continue our series, Unashamed. Okay, taking us on this journey today, I'm your host, Cody Leekian, and this week we're joined by Joe. Joe, thanks for being here this week. We love having you. Hey, it's always good to be here. (laughs) I love it. So I know, it kind of seems like it was just yesterday. We were talking about Bethlehem Experience. We were getting ready, gearing up to it. We were asking groups to go to it so we could go through and try it. And so it seems even crazier now that it's October and we're talking about something that's happening in December. Yes. For me, even as a planner, that seems like something super far in advance. This is not strange to Lowe's or Walmart or Sam's or anyone who gets ready for Christmas <laughs> Before in September. Yeah. Yes. The Santa Clauses are right next to these right. big giant spiders. It's, yes. It's a wonderful time. Yes, it is. But anyway, so Joe, we kind of have a little bit different vision casting for this year. So last year, was kind of like a let's get this going and mm-hmm. try to figure out what we're doing. And so this year we're you're looking at a little bit different vision. Can you kind of give us that and kind of what is yeah. the need then with that vision? So last year we really had it for our our church family and their friends. We wanted to partner with you as you shared the gospel with your friends. Really easy invite, really um, easy thing to go through and then ask a simple question, what did you think? Hmm. This year, we're really thinking about our community. And where last year we had space for about 3,000, this year we're going to have space hopefully for around 6,000 people to come through it. And so we want our community to think, to basically uh, answer the question, what did you think of a presentation of the first century world in which Jesus was born? And so as we think through that, we... Uh, are going to need uh, double the people to help us and working double the shifts that we had last year. And that's really an opportunity for community groups to come together and help serve and yet continue relationship as they serve the Lord together. So we're hoping community groups will sign up for this and and join us as we uh, help people do that. Yeah, that's really going to be a fun time. And I'm excited to see the impact. And it won't necessarily be the exact same as last year. That's right. I know the set crew has been already working for a couple months now. It's going to be better. Making it bigger, better, yes. and I think more realistic. I really like the looks that they're going for. I know. And so they're I'm excited. Even serving, we're serving uh, bread this year. We, wow. Hot, warm pita bread uh, right off uh, in the market? cooking it in the marketplace. Yes. Oh, that's going to be the so smells, fun. To give the smells of Bethlehem. <laughs> oh, this is Obviously, we'll blend that with the animal smells. So mm, it'll... <laughs> it's going to be a wonderful yes. experience. It's, it is. Oh, okay. The donkey's name was Burrito? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Burrito's going to be going really well with yes, the, the artos, right. the bread smells. That's right. But anyways, so as we transition here into our discussions, this week we started on Monday. We had quite the perspective change, switching from this worldly look to more of this like eternal perspective. Tuesday, we get that same kind of idea with having a perspective switch, just now holding our belongings loosely with this open hand and being good stewards. There's a little bit of marriage advice twinkled into the reading this week. We're ending with this call for humility by forsaking some personal liberties so that we wouldn't be stumbling blocks for other Christians. And so as we're going through all of this and trying to filter it through, can you help focus our thoughts into where you're going this weekend with some some background information and that we can process that? 
Okay, so 1 Corinthians 6 is all about rights and privileges. Mm. Rights um, for your personal rights in being defended in a court of law. And here the Corinthian believers were just suing each other, just like the rest of the world. And Paul is saying, do you really want a godless judge determining your future and to always be into that... that um, that environment, and when he really said, someday you will judge the angels, which is quite quite an opening into what eternity will be like. And so he's always going to call us to live eternity in the now, and the reality of who we are and what we have in Christ in the now. And so I decided, as I looked at 1 Corinthians 6, to really kind of unpack that latter portion, verses 9 through 20, which talks about sexual immorality and calls us away from that into the proper view and practices associated with our bodies. Yeah, that's super poignant for where we're at culturally and everything. So it's really helpful yeah. for us to be processing that. So as we look about this passage, First uh, Corinthians 6, what does it teach us about God? Well, it teaches us that um, God is not just concerned about our souls, He's concerned about our bodies. Hmm. And um, I like that. When someone is struggling with a cancer diagnosis, when I'm praying for someone who's recuperating from surgery, yeah. it's good to know that God is also concerned about our bodies and that ultimately, even though the body may die, it's it will rise with Christ. And so we have that hope, we have that assurance, and we have a picture of the glorified body that when Christ comes and re, you know restores all things, that we'll have a restored body that will glorify him unhindered by sin or the curse. Yeah, what a good reminder. I know 26 was a real hard year for body stuff. <laughs> listen with, to you, 26-year-old. You're talking like an old dude, and I'm twice your age. You know, when I was your age, <laughs> I could just go right into that, Cody, but oh, I won't. Yes. <laughs> it, but yeah, it's that reminder, because reminder, it... I know I can think so much about the soul aspect of it, and that's the eternal part, but like mm -hmm. really think about the body, because while the body is aging here on earth and there are pains and there are yes. sufferings, that won't be. And so what a good thought for that. Yeah, that's right. And so as you're going through doing this message prep and taking this extra time of study to be able to teach the Word this week, what did you come across that would be really good and helpful, but also you know, couldn't fit into the time constraints of a sermon this weekend. Yeah, so I'm preparing for a series um, just on what it looks like to be a faithful presence in a world that's very different than Christ would give us, and in a world that's pretty much in exile. We, as Christians, we're, we're very much like Babylon, living in Babylon, mm -hmm. but yet the people of God in Babylon were called to pray for the city, to live in the city, and to marry and be in relationship while at the same time reflecting the glory and the goodness of who God is as, he, as they long to return. And as we long for the return of Christ, we are to live in Babylon. We are to live in this decadent culture that has many different varying uh, views on the body, and we're to live out the perspective that God has given us in His Word about the body. And so I'm preparing for a series in 2023 that will go and talk a lot about gender. And so I wasn't able to share a ton of stuff about gender, yeah. but um, I was able to look into it. And, and again, God honors the body. God created the body. He created it to reflect Him, and He created it male and female. 
And so there's a reason beyond um, just how I feel and how I perceive myself that God has created us as male and female. And I wasn't able to get into that on this because Paul spends most of his time uh, calling people to sexual integrity Hmm. and away from sexual immorality. Yeah. And that kind of just rolls right into what we're about to talk about next. And it's just how much I love the scriptures and how timeless they can really be, right? As we're diving into 1 Corinthians this week, there's thousands of years that separate us from the early church. But what is awesome is when Paul's writing, he's talking about these things that they're going through. It's what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Sure, you got some little semantical differences that yes. we've got going on, but Paul's words, they just ring as true today as they did then. And so, Joe, in your message, you highlight five reasons from the passage as to why we ought to say no to temptations of our bodies. And so before we get into this application question for today, can you kind of set those up and help us frame our thinking around what those are and how we can kind of go about working on that? So there's so many areas in life that our bodies interact with. There's never a morning I don't wake up and go, how do I feel? Okay, and I think whether how my emotions are, or my body is from the work before, or they being tired, or being sore from working out, or working in the yard, or something yeah. like that, we're always aware of our bodies, and we have to realize that we shouldn't be a slave to our bodies. We shouldn't be in bondage to our bodies, even though in many areas we groan and we long for restoration. We we long for God to renew our bodies and to give us strength and to glorify us at some point in the future. So it, Paul's instruction is for right now. And right now there's the temptation in our, in our world to degrade our bodies mm. or um, use them for things other than that would give God glory. And so I kind of built this message off of Paul's instruction to a group of Corinthians who were basically saying, I can do what I want to. Yeah. Don't worry about my body. It's just physical. The true me is spiritual. I can do whatever I want with my body. Mm-hmm. And Paul is saying, no, they're, they're linked. They're linked. Your body, your soul, your spirit, they're linked. And so he basically gives five reasons why we would say no to temptation, to sexual immorality. And one of them is my body belongs to God. It's not my own. And because it's not my own, I got to be a steward. Hmm. Uh, I'm not entitled to do what I want. I'm, I'm actually um, given. I'm entrusted with the stewarding of my body. And secondly, we have to realize our bodies are broken. Our bodies are broken, and they're in the process of being liberated from the power of sin. Now, certainly, Christ won us that liberation over the power of sin when He rose from the dead. But we're paired with him right now, and that means that from the time uh, that we're experiencing now until we meet Christ, each part of our body is going to be turned over for righteousness and moved away from unrighteousness. And sexual immorality, sexual temptation, those are all going to call us away and tempt to us away from just that whole picture of being liberated, and yeah. it's, they move us into bondage. Third, my body serves a greater purpose. It serves a greater purpose than just the gratifying of myself. And the greater purpose is that I lift it up and I give it as an offering to the Lord, just like Paul calls us to do in Romans chapter 12, which we looked at last week. Offer the members of your body to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your, that's the way we worship him. And so my body's not just for satisfaction. It's not just for pleasure. It's also my greatest pleasure needs to be bringing God glory. And I would say it's far more sustainable than sex could give us. 
in mm. true satisfaction and fulfillment. Yeah. It, when we give ourselves to the Lord, He gives us a lasting satisfaction rather than a temporary satisfaction. And then sex is best practices practiced in a lifelong covenant. That lifelong covenant is called marriage. And from Genesis chapter 2, Paul quotes, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, and the, they'll be united to each other, and the two shall become one flesh. That one flesh um, covenant of marriage is where sex is commanded um, in the scriptures to, and not just allowed, but but blessed. Hmm. And so it, within that environment, although it seems and feels restrictive, is really God's best for us. And whatever God's best for us also gives him glory. Yeah. And then finally, my body's accountable to God. In other words, we can't just live indiscriminately without, you know, our concern for God or for others. We have to move whatever we do, whatever desire I have, has to be under the authority of God and then for the betterment of others. And so we're accountable to God for that. We will give an account for our bodies. And um, yes, there are going to be things that we will see that we needed the blood of Jesus to cover us from, and I think we'll have a lasting fulfillment and satisfaction in Christ. But we're still accountable, and so we can't just run recklessly with our impulses and urges with sex. Awesome. So I love those things that you highlight there. And so as we go about looking to what does this look like for us today, what reason do you struggle with the most when you view your body? Okay, so I'll give you one area, and it's not necessarily—certainly It, it uh, certainly this is— um, my, my body, at a, as a 57-year-old guy, is it needs, um, it needs good care. And I've been neglecting my annual physical. I've been neglecting the tests that they recommend you, <laughs> you, yeah. you doing after, after 50. And so that's one of the areas I need to realize. It's not my body I'm stewarding. It's, it's, I mean, I'm stewarding in my body. It's not entitled for me to just use or neglect. So that's one area. I think the second area that that um, uh, you know we're always tempted with, even as a, you know as a man, is uh, to lust. And mm-hmm. our world is so pornographic; it's just always tempting you to objectify a woman. And so the thing I need to hear is, I need to restore how God sees a woman, and not to um, use a woman for my own pleasure, but to bestow and to redeem how the world has called women and how the world views women and to show women that they are priceless, eternal gift from God created and crafted in the image of God to reflect Him. And I think that's just one area we're always, as men, we're called to do. So that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. The one I look at is when my body serves a greater purpose, kind of tithing into my body belonging to God. Mm -hmm. Just this temptation of like, well, working on the spiritual side of things like spiritually being right, spiritually making sure the soul is ready and gearing towards God and just kind of neglecting the body and like having that sense of like kind of disassociating the two of them. Yeah. So it's like, ah, well it's just my body. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's not going to matter what happens. We'll we'll run hard. It's okay. I don't have to sleep well, eat well. Yeah. I don't have to really take care of it because that's, that's not eternal. It's going to fade. And we live in a world where like, Death is imminent. 
That's There's a hundred percent success rate yes. with death. <laughs> well, it, it is a death rate that's a hundred percent. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. when I think about that, I'm like, why? Why does it matter that I take care? Why should I eat an apple a day? Mm-hmm. So that was one that was really convicting to me. Is just to think about well, my body serves a greater purpose, and if my body isn't healthy enough to allow me to pursue what God has in store for me for ministry and for mm-hmm. reaching and discipling other people, and if I'm hindering that by not sleeping enough, so that I'm not I'm too tired to read God's yeah. word in the morning or at night, like then I'm missing out on that. And then now the soul is suffering. And so yeah, for me, it was like, okay, it belongs to God. So if I'm leasing this body, then I need to take care of it better than that. Yeah. And let's just be honest. If we're a family, we need to have a family discussion, be open with this. We have a porn problem. Mm-hmm. We have a porn problem, not just in the church, but outside of the church. Right. But in the church, we have to call believers who are just, and, and that is bondage. That is, um, I mean, the way of God seems restrictive. The way of God seems prohibitive. The way of God seems like you'll lose so much if porn is such a big deal in your life. And I have talked to men and counseled with men on this topic, and it really is. This is what I hear from them. It is tearing out my soul. It is, um, it is really I, I, the guilt and the shame that, that come through this sin. And so the body of Christ needs to come around and through with grace and truth, with gentleness and respect, and come alongside men and call them. And, and we're finding it's not just men. It's women also caught yeah. in porn. And so we have to be a community of believers who calls it what it is and calls people to a hope and a future in Christ. And that whole picture of our lives being broken, we're all broken. And so it's one broken brother with another, one broken sister with another coming alongside and taking the next step towards health and bringing glory to Jesus through, through obedience. Yeah. And what I love about when you're going through this message uh, is it's sin. There's sin period. And so it's not just this one particular sin. It's not just pornography. It's not just this homosexuality. It's like, that's right. We've got sins. And then you even highlight, Paul goes into it and you just list, boom, boom, boom. Like, yep. Sins are separating us from God here. That's this right. is where the brokenness is. That's right. And we're all broken. Mm-hmm. You don't have your sin listed on this list. Don't worry, because there'll be another. There's another. They're, they're all there. <laughs> yes. And so what a good reminder there. Awesome. Joe, will you uh, pray for us as we go about yeah. this little more weighty topic this week? Sure. A yeah. little heavier. So. Yep. Heavenly Father, um, in the area of sexual immorality, there are many, many who are trying to follow you who are caught in this sin, and it's a secret, and it's hidden, and they're isolated, they're alone, they feel helpless. Lord, we lift them up to you. Help our whole church family to gather around them and to love them. Help uh, them to seek out help, whether it's through the Conqueror series that meets on Thursday night or um, it, meeting with a life care team person to help them determine a plan to help them no longer be a slave to sin. And Lord, we lift up our bodies to you and we thank you for them. Thanks for being concerned uh, about them and our souls. And we just in, in this moment, we recognize you're the owner of our bodies. And so we want to be good stewards. Help us do that. Work in our conversations. I pray that they would, um, the conversations would be healing and supportive and encouraging as we're obedient to your word to, f- to follow you in this area. And Lord, I just pray that you would keep us from the evil one as we talk about this and uh, that we would flee sexual immorality and we would follow you. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. 
Amen. All right, so uh, we got some stuff upcoming here. We've got yes. cupcakes and comedy. Nice little alliteration there. Yes, date October, night. Date night, cupcakes, right? comedy. What more? Cakes that are small in the cups and laughing. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> We'd love to see you there on October 28th. Yes. Uh, it's going to be great. And then Bethlehem Experience signups are open. I'll add a link into the email so that you guys can take a look and see where your giftings can fit and help serve. And cool. Get plugged in that way. Yes. With that, that's all I've got. Thanks, we'll everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.